Calvary Church is located in beautiful Peterborough, Ontario, and is committed to impacting that community with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. Each week, one of our preaching team draw powerful life application truths from the Bible. Check us out here or online at calvaryptbo.church. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Good? Well, it's good to be here. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm really not good with maps. I mean, you can ask my husband. Maps are his things. And I mean, he has, he has a degree in geography, so why wouldn't they be his things, right? And so when we go on trips as a family, uh, he breaks out all the maps. And, ooh, now it's digital maps. I'll just quiet down a little bit. Now it's digital maps, and but occasionally we have uh, we have pulled out those triptychs from CAA. You know those? They're like this, and you flip through them. And then this one particular summer, a couple of years ago, we were traveling south, and I got to be the navigator. This was his first mistake. We arrived okay. But on the way back, I must have done something right because he trusted me again. And at one point, he he asks me to to check the map and compare the locations we were driving by to see if, if any of those names were on my map. I couldn't find them at all. And he looked at me, he was kind of puzzled, and, and then his puzzle looked, at, looked changed to worry. And he's like, really, Tracy? <laughs> but with one glance over to what I, what I was looking at, he quickly found the problem. I was reading the map upside down. <laughs> the words weren't upside down in my defense, it was just the other direction. You know, if used the right way, maps, they can be very good. They can be a very good tool for us, showing us where we are, where we're going, and where we need to be. And so today, we're going to conclude the four-hour city vision series, as Pastor Paul has already said. As we do that, we want to show you how we can use a different kind of map to level up in community here at Calvary Church so that we can grow in both discipleship and fellowship. Now, those words are a little churchy, so let me, let me put it this way. As a church, we want to level up in discipleship or grow in our relationship with God as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And then we want to level up in fellowship or growing in our relationship with other disciples of Jesus Christ, okay? So together, as a church, we want to level up in community, in discipleship and fellowship, so that we can be disciples who make disciples. Does that sound at all familiar to you? Jesus, in Matthew 28, he commissioned his disciples to do the same thing when he called them to join him at the close of his earthly ministry. And so, in verse 18, Jesus said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and, what is that word? Make. Are you sure it doesn't say be? No? It says make, right? Okay, good. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So, we have to go and make disciples. But first, what is a disciple? Earlier in the series, Pastor Paul defined a disciple as as basically a student of Jesus, an apprentice. You can imagine that Jesus didn't hand his disciples a textbook, or he didn't enroll them in Bible college or a distance ed course. He simply invited them to follow him. And when he saw those men along the water, he simply said, come, follow me. And they did. No questions asked. They left everything and they followed Jesus. They spent all their time with him. They watched how he interacted with other people. They saw him eat. They watched him spend time with his heavenly father. They saw what he did when he was sad, when he was angry, when he was tired. And they tracked so closely with him. In Jesus' day, a disciple or a student would follow along with their rabbi night and day. They would hang on everything they said and did. They were described as covering themselves in the dust of the rabbi. That image came from this idea that that they walked so closely behind their rabbi that the dust from their feet, from the rabbi's feet, would kick up and cover them and the dirt would cling to their clothes. That's pretty close, eh? When you're that close, you've got no choice but to have their habits become your habits. The way that they care become the way that that you care. The way that they respond become the way that you respond. Francis Chan, in his work, Multiply, he talks about how the point of being a disciple of Jesus is to imitate him to carry on his ministry, and to become more like him in the process. That's what a disciple is and what a disciple does. But it's not enough to be a disciple. Jesus didn't ask us to go and be disciples. Jesus asks us to make disciples. And this process of making disciples or discipleship is about bringing someone along with us on the journey of being a disciple, kind of like that teacher and the rabbi. But before we give up and, and we say, whoa, wait a second, that sounds like an awful lot of work. I can't possibly achieve that. You're right. That's why discipleship is not about this one place we're trying to get to. It's more about a direction than a destination. Because here's the truth. On this side of eternity, 
we will never fully arrive. Philippians 1 verse 6 reminds us of this. It says, God began doing a good work in you, and I am sure he will continue until it is finished. When? When Jesus Christ comes again. But until then, and along the way, community helps. Being in life groups, coming to church on Sundays, connecting with other followers of Christ. And as we grow in relationship with other disciples of Jesus, inevitably, we are going to grow in our relationship with God too. Daniel M. wrote a book called No Silver Bullets, and in it he talks about how there is no one thing that will help us accomplish the fulfillment of this mandate of being a disciple who makes disciple, outside of being an intentional church. If we are intentional, we can leave a legacy of impact, whereby both the generation that we are entrusted with and our city and our communities can hear about who God is. They can understand the message of the cross. And they can lean into the truth of Scripture instead of leaning away from it. Our children and our grandchildren, they're counting on us to do this. Our city is counting on us. Our world is counting on us to live as active disciples of Christ who are passionate about Jesus, who are passionate about his word, who are passionate about the mission of the church and the power of the Holy Spirit that can be at work through us. So, we need a plan. A map, if you will. Or what we've called a pathway for discipleship. And this year, as a leadership, we've worked together to define this map. Something that we think will serve as a strategic guideline for us as a disciple of Jesus. And there are four key things that make up this discipleship pathway. Four, four key criteria for success. And that includes reading our Bibles, going to church on Sundays, being part of a small group, and serving. All of these things come together in this discipleship pathway to help us as we desire to level up in community and see what every good map helps us see where we've been, where we are, and where we're headed. So let's take a few minutes this morning and look at four stops on our discipleship pathway. Four stops on this discipleship pathway. Start here, grow here, live generously, and multiply. Start here, grow here, live generously, and multiply. So, we want to make it really clear at the beginning. Simply start. Simply start. This is our first stop. But where do we start? We start by getting to know Jesus. That's really easy, isn't it? We start by getting to know Jesus. No matter where you're from, 
what you've done, who you are, we are all invited to belong to the family of God. We are all invited to that. And some of you, you have been doing this for years. Years. Others of you, you're still searching. You're still trying to figure it out. You're still trying to, to pick sense in it all. And I want to encourage you, that's okay. Ask the questions. Talk to other followers of Christ. Maybe it's the one who brought you here today. Maybe it's one of us. Maybe, maybe it's by going out this door back here, Sally is at a table. You can talk to Sally and, and El find out how Alpha can help you answer some of these questions, which, by the way, starts this Tuesday night. So do it. Ask the questions, but realize that you can start by getting to know Jesus. Another thing to start is regularly praying and reading our Bibles. I think we can all find a place to level up in this area. Wouldn't you agree? It is said that only one in seven Canadian Christians read the Bible at least once a week. Only one in seven Canadian Christians read the Bible at least once a week. That's 14% of us read the Bible at least once a week. The same study found that the majority of Canadians, including those who call themselves Christians, read the Bible seldom or never. Here's my fear. If our Bible is becoming less important to us, it will be even less important to our kids and might end up being a non-issue for their kids and their grandkids. That is why we've written this into our map, prayer and Bible reading. As a disciple of Jesus, we can look at this area and say, how am I doing? How am I doing? Maybe, maybe you don't pray and read your Bible at all. Then a few minutes a day is a good place for you to start. Maybe for you, you already spend considerable amount of time in prayer and, and reading your Bible, and you think, i, I got to get some other stuff done. And so for you, what might be a good place to level up is maybe you're going to lead a life group and help others get that relationship going with Jesus. Or maybe you're going to mentor someone. That's how maybe you can level up in prayer and reading the Bible. Once we've received Christ and, and we get to know him through our Bibles and through talking to him, we realize that baptism is also part of the journey, something that Jesus himself did. And you might decide to make that public declaration of your faith in the God who has made us new. And, that's, and if that's where you are and you want to level up there in that area, then feel free to talk to one of us or check out our website, find out what's next, what's your next step for that. So, now we've started. What's next? We want to grow. So, grow here. It's our hope that grow here will take the guesswork out of how you can grow in relationship with God and others. And because we are really convinced that growth happens best in the context of, of community, 
we have many opportunities for you to find a community of people that fits you. Attending church on Sunday morning, it's a key part of being a disciple of Jesus. Coming together with other believers and worshiping together. But as Pastor Paul has already said, it shouldn't be the only way that you grow in your faith with God, in, in God and with others. And we realize that this room is a large room, and it can be intimidating for some. So we've broken this room up into sections. And each section has one section leader. Some have two or three people who are caring for that section. They want to get the, to know you, those section leaders do. They want to know who you are. They want you to connect with other people in your section too. So that's why we have regular section events. And in fact, next Sunday, we are having one for this section right here, which is Jen and Trevor Pitts' section and Russell Rood. And that section along the back right there. So it makes a big L. You're having a section gathering next weekend too. So that's Marlene's section and Marilyn and Kayan are back there. So make sure you come out to that between services and, and uh, get to know the people that are in your section. But if you want to drill down even more and connect and grow even more, then that happens in a life group. This is where growth really begins to happen. This is where care happens best. This is where community happens. You know, in my life group, we have had been able to pray together. We connect throughout the week and pray for one another. We, we have been with each other and walked through some times of crises. We have celebrated some special times, and we've connected around the Word of God. And it's been people that I wouldn't have, have otherwise had opportunity to get to know. Just this week, I was invited to stop by another life group. And if anybody in my life group is here, I'm not flirting with the other group. I was just stopping in to say hi because I was invited because they were having a birthday party for one of their group members. So Jasmine and I went over and checked it out. And so we had cake. And I knew even over cake, community was happening there. People were being cared for and they had found a place to belong. In a world that is increasingly isolated, we need to fight against that isolation as a disciple of Jesus and for the purpose of discipleship. Today is Life Group Connect Day, so I invite you, if you haven't already, stop by those tables, or maybe you did and you've been in here mulling it over and wondering if you should take the plunge, take the plunge. Okay, they'll be out there after the service too. There'll also be online sign up starting tomorrow afternoon. So if you go home and you say, I'm mulling, continue to mull it over, that's probably the Holy Spirit telling you to, you know, get a move on it and plug in. Make sure you find a group uh, that fits your schedule. And I guarantee it will be a win for you. And maybe if there's no group out there that you think, I, I can't do any of these, we have a group in a box. So just grab the box, grab a few friends, and you're good to go. There's something for everyone. There's a way for you to find your group. Another way to grow is through Growth Track. Some of you may know it as uh, Calvary Connects. We are re revised Growth Tracks, and now we will be launching it in October. I encourage you, whether or not you have done it before, make time to go through it. 
It's an opportunity to find out how we serve God here at Calvary Church and how you can find out what's next for you and find your place and purpose serving God here too. So start here, grow here. Another stop on this discipleship path is to live generously. As we grow in our relationship with God, we understand that he is a loving and generous father. Jesus modeled for us what generosity should look like. And at Calvary, we want to live a life of generosity by giving of our time, our talents, and our treasures in a variety of ways that include serving our church, our community, and even our world. If you are not already on a team here at Calvary, maybe you want to consider leveling up by joining a team. Kids ministry, students ministry, the Connect team, the Go Cafe. Even during the week, there's some place for you to plug in and to give thought to how you can level up by serving and joining a team here at Calvary Church. In fact, we have a plan to protect happening Thursday night, so if you think you want to do that, then make sure you check out our website and plug in and join us at 6.30 on Thursday. Living generously not only involves serving, but it also includes supporting God's work, His church, financially. And as we give of our time, our talents, and our treasures, we remember that discipleship is a direction it's not a destination. So find your strength. See where you can grow and be challenged to level up in the area of living generously. Start here. Grow here. Live generously. Finally, multiply. Multiplication thinking allows us to dream big. We have a pretty big dream here. If we don't have multiplication thinking, it's going to impact how the fulfillment of that dream. Multiplication thinking allows us to actively and confidently pursue our vision of reaching 3% of Peterborough. Let's go back to Matthew 28. These disciples of Jesus, these students of Jesus, they walked with him, the ones who saw him heal the sick and raise the dead. They go to this mountain where Jesus said to go. And prior to concluding his earthly ministry, he looks at these men and he commissions them. These same men that he poured into and spent all this time with. And he does, he comes to Matthew 28, we come to Matthew 28, verse 18. And he doesn't say, go and be disciples. Your job's done. Just go and look after yourselves. No. Instead, he tells them, all authority in heaven on earth and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. If that, the verb had been different, our story would be different too. But no, Jesus commissioned them and us to make disciples, to have a multiplication mindset. We aren't just to be, we are to do. 
In the book, The Hero Maker, Dave Ferguson talks about this multiplication thinking and he describes a common leadership practice that we will often see lived out. And that is this, leading until you've reached the limit of your time and your energy. Have you ever been there? Folks, we have a breaking point. We might think we can do it all, but we can't. And what good does it do anyone if we lead to our breaking point without multiplying ourselves? He compares this thinking to what he calls a hero-making practice. And that is to dream big and strategically invest yourself in others to multiply your impact. To dream big and strategically invest yourself in others to multiply your impact. In Acts 1.8, Jesus casts a vision for taking the gospel to the ends of the earth and he tells his followers, you will be my witnesses. The gospel or the, this good news of Jesus was going to be spread through them, the disciples. They would equip others who would equip others who would equip others. You see, even Jesus practiced this multiplication mindset. And that's why we must level up our thinking from me to we and adopt this multiplication mindset too. Because when we do, what happens? One becomes two. Two becomes four. Four becomes eight. And so on. Until this room is filled to an overflowing. Until our life groups are bursting at the seams. Until our teams are full. And our city has come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So we can go through this, we can ourselves walk through this discipleship pathway and then we need to take somebody with us and do it again. And then we need to go and get somebody else and come and do it again. Do you get the picture? Multiplication mindset. We don't want to accidentally disciple. We want to, intent, to be intentional disciples who make disciples. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back. In Judges chapter 2, verse 10, Joshua, who was leading the Israelites after Moses died, had now himself died. And all of those who were around him at that time, they also died. And something happened to the generation coming behind them. And in Judges chapter 2, verse 10, it says something very sobering. It says that a generation grew up who did not know the Lord or what he had done for the people. Folks, we want to level up in community here at Calvary Church 
so that this, Judges 2 verse 10, is not our legacy, but instead we become a church of active disciples who make disciples, who make disciples until our homes, our communities, our workplaces, our schools, our city is saturated by those who have come to know Jesus. Where do you and I need to level up? Maybe, maybe you need to start. Maybe that's where you find yourself. Maybe you need to grow in some areas. Maybe you're really being challenged to live a life of generosity. Maybe, maybe you know all of those things, but now you got to bring someone with you and you got to change your thinking to, to multiplication thinking. Whatever it might be, for the sake of our city, and those without Jesus. Let's level up. Let's keep moving. Let's keep speaking. Let's not be silent or afraid. Instead, let's be disciples of Jesus who make disciples. Amen? Amen. Jesus, I know you are building an army, not an audience. And so we come to you today, and in and of ourselves, we feel like, oh, it seems like such a great task. But God, with you and through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us, we know that your kingdom can be built in this city and beyond. So God, make us disciples who make disciples. Let us be serious about it. Let us take you at your word and let us go forth by the power of your spirit and do what you have called us to do, to be your witness to our city, to our communities, to our neighborhoods. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And so today, as you, the, the band is going to lead us, and please feel free to linger and worship and, and see what is God challenging you for right now out of this. And then as you leave, check out Life Group Connect and see where you can plug in so that you can be disciples who make disciples.